Welcome to the Perimenopausal Mamas Podcast for hormonal mamas who want to reclaim their own natural state of health to thrive and raise healthy kids. I'm Dr. Lisa Weeks, naturopathic doctor in Toronto, Canada. I'm a perimenopausal mama to my toddler named Stuart. And I'm Dr. Tony Reed. I'm a naturopathic doctor, birth doula, and hypnobirthing educator in Calgary, Alberta. And I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little girl, Frankie. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to substitute professional medical advice. Always consult with your licensed healthcare provider. Welcome back, everyone, to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast. Today, I'm really excited with our guest, Larissa McCush, and we're going to be talking about mindset. I know right now things are tough. We're in a pandemic. Our holidays aren't looking like they normally do. So we really want to have intention on building our mindset and making the situation as good as it can be. Um, So welcome, Larissa. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks so much, Lisa. I'm glad to be here. I think it's a very timely topic that we'll be um, discussing today, but I'm going to introduce you first and let people know how I met you. Um, But Larissa is a savvy, sought-after speaker, master results coach, educator, and author of the upcoming book, Stop Procrastinating Your Life Away. Discover the secrets to more time, money, and freedom. Oh, I can't wait to read that. Uh, With ruthless compassion, Larissa helps people unlock their magic and become what they're capable of being by releasing where they're stuck and taking action on it. Holding designations as a certified consultant with Bob Proctor and the Proctor Gallagher Institute, Master Results Coach, Master of Timeline Therapy, trainer and institute head of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy, Larissa powerfully blends science and psychology to help you exceed your wildest expectations and get more profit in your life. In her downtime, you'll find Larissa dancing, enjoying music, creating adventures through travel, as permitted, of course, tapping into nature in cottage country, enjoying the nooks and crannies of Toronto and living her active and best life with her husband and young young son. Wow. So you're a busy lady, Larissa. So we can't have any excuses for not getting things done. You're writing a book, you're, you know, coaching, you're doing hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I I, I love it all. I love it all. And I wish I could do even more because... It seems like I I just love everything I do and everything I encounter. And when something really speaks to me, I just grab onto it and want to dive right, right in. So I love it. And I know I can, I know your passion. I sense it every time we speak, I met you at a networking event and we quickly connected and I really resonated with everything you're doing because so much of people's success in life and even in their health journey is working on their mindset and working through those blocks that hold them back. And Larissa is a master at that and has so many great tools to help you um, unlock those barriers or break through those barriers. So I'm so excited you're here and just remind our listeners or can remind me actually how old your little one is your little guy and I forget his name Lukian he's just turned three years old he's a 9-11 baby so born September 11th so he's a very active three-year-old and loving every minute of it he he thinks his next birthday is tomorrow (laughs) he's ready for his next birthday party (laughs) I love that I know we sing happy birthday and light candles most days (laughs) 
I know they're so cute at that age, right? They really keep uh, keep us distracted in, with, with good energy during a time like this. But before we jump in, I just want to get a sense of how are you staying, you know, positive and intentional during this really challenging time, if you don't mind sharing. Well, I think ultimately you have to really respect and honor all of all of the emotions, all of the feelings, all of everything going on in your life. And while we have good days and while we have bad days, I really keep my eye on doing things that motivate me on, on staying fully present and really filling my cup with things that lift me up. Um, I, I know that in the past, like 10, 20 years ago, even I, I was not a positive person. I was not a, a happy person. Everyone was out to get me and everything went wrong in my life all the time. But I was also focusing on the wrong things and I was really not bringing what I wanted into my life. And so the biggest thing that I, that I do consistently is really focus on what is good, really focus on what I want and where I want to go and be intentional about it. I've had to, I've had to learn how to do that. Like it sounds easy to say, oh, just focus on the good. Oh, just focus on the positive. Focus on what's right. That doesn't come naturally. Like we don't pop out of our mama's womb knowing how to do that if our parents weren't trained and conditioned to do that and to teach us that. And so I, I, I had a great childhood, but that was not a skill that I had acquired. So it's something I, I learned over time because I realized being a victim in my own life wasn't helping me. Mm-hmm. So focusing on what's right. I think just focus on what is good. No matter what is going on in your world, you can always focus on what's good. No matter what kind of day you're having, there's something good about it. And when you grab onto that one good thing, you can look for another one and you can look for another one. And then all of a sudden it snowballs and all of a sudden you're focusing on what is going well and you can be intentional and you can have that that really, really good day. You could have a really beautiful week. You could have a really beautiful life when you just combine those moments together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. And I was, I'm part of your self-image boot camp right now, which we can talk about at the end. But you were telling a story about, you know, the day starting off just like awful. Like it was just an awful start. You slept in. Do you mind sharing that story? Because yeah, we can wake up. Things can start off on the wrong foot. Sometimes we just write off the day and we say, it's going to be a bad day. I'm just going to be in a bad mood. Nothing's going to make me feel better. So can you walk us through how you dealt with that situation? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, most of our mornings are pretty good. And there was this one morning I, I was up really late working because I was on a roll. I was just in a great mood, but then I slept in. So I think I slept until six and I, I missed my morning time. So for me, my morning time is precious. I love it. I, I, I treasure it. I really value it. And I woke up late. I rushed through my routine. My son woke up early that day. We were in the kitchen. I made breakfast for my husband. I made coffee for my husband. I got everything ready to go. And then my son, you know, something happened. I don't even remember what happened, but he's a three-year-old. So I might've put my spoon in his yogurt and made a hole in it. (laughs) But generally the morning fits happen when I put my spoon in his food before he gives me permission. So it's something like that happened with him. He's throwing a fit screaming on the floor. My husband grabs the eggs and mentions that the sink is full of dishes. And proceeds to leave the house without doing anything to help 
and without saying thank you. I'm really, really angry at him. I'm stressed with my son. And uh, so it's time to go to school. And I realized I'm in a really bad mood. And I'm like, I should listen to something positive because I don't think this is going to serve me right now. And inside my head, I'm like, nope, I don't want to be positive right now. I want to be in a bad mood. I'm an, I, I can't listen to a positive self-help tape right now. I don't care. I'm just going to throw my fit and throw my temper tantrum as I walk my kid to school. (laughs) (laughs) And we're walking to school and and I I keep having this conversation in my head. I'm like, well, I'm, I wrote this gratitude guide. I'm supposed to represent good thinking and positivity. And I'm, what can I do to feel good? I'm like, can I do this? Nope. Can I do that? Nope. Nothing. I couldn't do anything to flip my mood. And then halfway through our walk, I was like, well, maybe if I can't be happy, I can be appreciative. So I, in, I, I couldn't be grateful. I couldn't be happy. I couldn't be excited, but I could be appreciative. And so in that moment, I started thinking like, what can I appreciate? Well, I can appreciate how beautiful the fresh air is. I can appreciate being able to walk to school with my son. I don't have to drive halfway across town. I, I can appreciate the times that my son sings to me and, and we, we sing on our way to school together. I can appreciate all of the things that my husband does for me around the house in, in my everyday. There's so much to appreciate that is so easy to overlook. And that state of appreciation, I wasn't able to fully jump to the joyous ecstasy that I was thinking I should be in, right? Putting ourselves in a box, having expectations for ourselves. But I was able to get to that state of appreciation. And after I dropped my son off, I was in a much better mood. And gradually throughout the day, everything started to change. I had a fantastic day. It was super productive. It was super exciting. Had some great conversations with clients. And um, it was just a really, really good day. But it didn't start off that way. And I think sometimes little by little, it's like when you start to run a marathon, you're not going to go run the full marathon on the first day if you've never run before. You might go run a few blocks or you might run for five minutes and gradually build up to that pace. And so it's the same kind of thing. Start with something and then gradually you can build the momentum and it feels so much better when you do that. Mm-hmm. So that that was the day. And I think just just that little act of doing a little bit more, doing a little bit better, completely shifted that day and completely shifted my world. It was a really pivotal moment for me. Thanks for sharing that. It's so powerful. It doesn't have to be something huge, but it's just shifting your perspective of what you're focusing on, it sounds like, and that really helped to turn things around. So before we talk about, you know, specific tools to, you know, practice gratitude or build our mindset, some people might be listening and wondering, okay, I've heard mindset. What does that actually mean? And what is mindset? And how can I foster that? So would you mind discussing that a little bit? Yeah, so... I think when it comes to mindset, um, we have this preconceived notion of what might, some of us might have a preconceived notion of what mindset might be. Some of us have no idea. We just hear this term mentioned all over the place. But I think when it comes to mindset, it's really how you show up to your everyday. It's how you think. It's how you act. It's how you feel. And when you, when you want to have something happen and you make a decision to show up that way 
and you decide to show up as that person, you decide to do whatever it takes, you decide to fully commit to yourself and not pressure yourself to do that. You just show up at your best self. That's going to bring you forward the way you should be. And I guess mindset is the the thinking that you bring to something. It's the feelings that you bring to something. It's the actions that you bring to something. I don't think it's just one thing, but it, it really is how you show up. And I think it's a comprehensive thing because sometimes we, we pigeonhole ourselves into thinking we should do something, but when we really tune into what's most important to us and we're honest about that and we really start to assess where we're at we can bring our best foot forward and we can show up with our best mindset because your definition of mindset and what your, what a positive mindset might be to you one day might vary from another day. And what my definition of mindset might be, it might be different than what yours is. So I think it's just whatever your definition of positivity or good thinking or positive mindset is, that that's going to shift and that's going to change day by day and based on what your capacity is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's a great explanation. It can shift and even looking at, you know, my mindset before having my son Stuart versus my mindset now, you know, my mindset before was I have to get all these things done. I have to produce, I have to contribute. That's going to make me happy. Whereas now it's with, after having a kid, it's really focused on let's enjoy these moments. Let's, you know, savor the simple things and time together and play. Um, but, you know, having kids, it can be challenging with your mindset too, because because there can be triggers where, you know, your son, my son too, he can get really upset if, yeah, something, you know, I put something on his plate the wrong way. That could be a trigger for a tantrum. So sometimes we can get more reactive as opposed to responsive. I've heard you talk about this before, right? So reactionary versus responsive. I think having the intention to respond, not all of a sudden just start to, you know, freak out and say, oh my gosh, Stuart, why are you upset about this? This is so trivial, you know, instead being responsive to it. So can you share, how can we be responsive and less reactionary? Yeah, I think often we, we respond, we, we react to things when we don't have a good, when we don't have a good strategy, when we aren't expecting something, when we don't know how to deal with something, we react to things. If you think of the caveman days or when we were hunter, hunters and gatherers, we are reacting in order to acquire our food or in order to avoid becoming food. Right. We react in order to protect ourselves. And we still have that same mechanism in our minds. But the fact is, in our days, the things we generally react to aren't the same things that we were designed to react to. If if someone's about to hit you with a car, you want to react and you want to move in the right in a different direction. You, you don't want to get hit by the car. You want to react in that moment. If you're about to slip and fall, you want to roll with it. You want to, you want to act quickly. But in, in the rest of our days, so often the things we react to, they're, they're so trivial in the grand scheme of things, but they seem so daunting and so, so important and so overwhelming at the time. And so I think the idea of responding versus reacting it's a lot easier to respond to things when you have a higher level of understanding. And one of the big things that we do is we really raise awareness. And it sounds so basic. Again, all of these things are such basic things. It's like building the foundation of a house. 
You need to lay one brick at a time. And as you raise your awareness about the way the world works, about how people think, about how you operate in the world, then you can start to have a greater appreciation for different people, for different scenarios. You don't, you don't freak out because you understand that there will be an opposite. You understand where this fits in the grand scheme of things and in the big picture. And so raising your awareness, that's, that's my, that would be one really big thing I suggest to get to that responsive state rather than reacting to things, raise your awareness by, in order to respond, raise your awareness of why kids throw tantrums and put yourself in their shoes. They don't have the language, the capacity, the thinking, the forethought to be able to, to do it differently. And if we as adults react in those scenarios, maybe they're looking for us to react and they're looking for attention. How can we give them attention in a different way? So looking beyond the situation, I, I have a problem dropping glasses. Oh, <laughs> I, okay. This is like once every month or every few weeks, I drop a glass or a glass, something in my kitchen. It happens quite often. <laughs> and my husband reacts. He's like, Oh, gotta stay away, stay away, stay away. And I've done it so often that I'm like, Oh, there it goes again. And my son is often with me when this happens. And so because he's seen me do it so, so many times, the last time I dropped a glass, he's like, Oh, that's okay, mama. Let me lift my feet up. He, he, didn't, wow. he didn't react to anything. He didn't have to go, Oh my goodness. What is that? He didn't jerk. He didn't bounce. He's like, Oh, there she goes again. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right message to condition him with fully, but I, I, I really, I was really touched that he, he just saw that he had an awareness that I've done it before. We will just clean it up. He needs to pick his feet up. It's not a big deal. I love that. That's it a good thing that I broke glass. Not so much, but that's okay. Let's clean it up. You'll, we'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to teach our kids how to do that by, by really setting an example. We want to do that for ourselves more often because normally the freak out reactive mode would have been it. And I, I mean, I still get into those circumstances here and there, but it's so, so rare. Um, I used to live in that state. And these days it's so rare because I've really raised the level of awareness of, of how I want to operate, how I want to show up in the world. And it's changed everything. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great example. And looking at when, you know, Stuart or our kids get upset about, you know, us putting the spoon in their yogurt or placing the food wrong on the plate. I Now I try to ask myself, why is he doing that? Like you said, having that awareness and yet maybe a control thing. He doesn't feel like he has control in any other aspect, but he wants control over his food or his plate. So then I know it's not going to upset me because then I'm like, okay, how can I give him that control? Can I say, where do you want to put your broccoli? Where do you want to put your spoon? Um, so it's having that awareness, which I think is really key. So thanks for sharing um, that example. And I'm glad you haven't switched to plastic. You're not moving away from glass. <laughs> As we know, plastic's so bad for, for us, right? So you're not switching to yeah, we, plastic glasses or anything. We have a lot of glass. It's, we have a lot of it. We're, yeah. we're not, our supply is still plentiful. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
yet. <laughs> You're stocked up. Um, and then during this time too, and I, I know a lot of our listeners, you know, are busy, overwhelmed moms. It's like, we can feel like we're going through the motions. It's get up, do the same routine, rinse and repeat, and maybe not having, you know, moments of experiencing joy or stepping back and not really having, you know, an intention or a purpose other than to make it to bedtime. So we can finally put our feet up and watch a little bit of Netflix or have that glass of wine. So how can we start to live an intentional life when we're really busy and overwhelmed and just going through the motions? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is you, we need something to look forward to. And sometimes when one of our biggest goals in the moment is just to get through the day, we don't have something bigger that we're looking for. We don't have something bigger that we're aspiring to. We don't have that bigger thing. Um, I know for my, for myself, I, I was not the kind of mother that could stay home. I, I needed to go back to work because I needed something more than just being at home to fill my cup. My sister stayed at home with her kids for, and, and she still does for like, for like six years. And she loved it. She wanted to be a mom. That was, that was one thing that filled her cup. She, she started planning beautiful crafts. She started doing so many wonderful things around her house. She would, she would create projects that would fill her cup that were more than just getting by that day. And she really looked forward to them. For me, I really love creating courses. I really love teaching. I love doing interviews and podcasts like this. This, this kind of stuff fills my cup. And so when I get to do things that fill my cup, I know I'm going to be happier. And even when I was on mat leave, I had to do productive projects. I wrote a lot. I, I analyzed things. I read as much as I could. It, it wasn't as much as I wanted to, but the five minutes or the hour here and there that I would get, I appreciated so much. If I got to go work out, I would appreciate that moment so much because that got me through the day. If I got one exciting moment in a day, that was something to look forward to. And it, it really kept me going. And so what is something bigger than just the day or what, it, what in your day can you look forward to that you can really fill your cup with? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question. Sometimes it's bigger, but it's going to be different for everyone. You've just got to be really honest with yourself. Sometimes we just don't ask that question or think about it, right? Whether it's we just haven't, you know, set aside the time to say what's what's five or ten minutes of something I can do today for myself, or what's something bigger where you're even breaking it down into small doses. Like I'll spend ten minutes writing every day if I want to write a book or a blog post, for example. But um, I know for myself, like I struggled. I wanted to go back to work too after having Stuart, um, you know, when he was two and a half months old. But then I started to struggle with guilt about my expectations of, you know, what a mom should be and what I should be. So I've heard you talk about this too, just thinking about, you know, what, what do you actually really want? Take away all those expectations of what you need to do or think you need to do as a mom or as a colleague or worker or partner and really tap into your own true purpose and your own true joy. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately kids can feel energy. Everything in the world is energy. We are energetic beings and our kids may not have the language or the capacity to express themselves to us in ways we understand at all times, but their unconscious mind is wide open and they have this incredible intuitive sense. So if mom is stressed out and feeling guilty, 
that is, they're going to understand that. They're going to know that. They're going to feel that. They won't express it. They won't know how to process it, but they will know that there is tension and there is discomfort. And when mom gets happier or more fulfilled, they're going to know that and they're going to relax. I even uh, saw it in my own son. At one point I was, I was visiting my sister and she's like, and I had that feeling of, well, I, I, I need to do the, I need to be the mom and do it right. I need to do it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, but, but this kid is taking too much time and I don't have time to do my thing. And so I had this conflict in the beginning and she's like, you are so stressed. Your kid is stressed. And she was like, you could see the tension all over his body. And when she pointed that out, it really got me thinking and looking at what I was doing and how I was showing up. And as soon as I started switching things and doing things for myself and feeling good about it, he loosened up a lot. And we started to have a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. So it's that perspective and, and shift. That it is that perspective shift, but you've got to fill your cup, even if it's a little bit and be okay with it. Sometimes it means, you know, leaving your kid with a sitter. I, I was adamant that my kid would not be in daycare. I was like, nope, daycare. I had these preconceived notions and I thought I had to be home with my child and, or then we'd have to get a nanny and it didn't work out. And we put our son in daycare and he absolutely loved it. Great. And it, but I had these preconceived notions of what it was and it was holding me back. But the second I, I let it be and I just let things unfold, life was so much better. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and I yeah. love daycare. He loves daycare. I love daycare. <laughs> daycare is the best thing right now. I agree. Yeah. We're so happy with uh, preschool. It can be a blessing in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I agree with that, like that perspective shift too. So for me, it was then looking at, okay, I'm going to have different gifts to offer Stuart if I, you know, have a business and I'm working, you know, and I could offer him other benefits if I was a stay at home mom, but that just wasn't me. So it was that perspective shift and and accepting that. And once I did that, I was definitely happier and I didn't feel that guilt, but it can be really challenging. And then looking at from like a day to day. So we've talked about, you know, developing, you know, a positive mindset mindset, tapping into what we really enjoy, and, you know, creating something that's going to bring us joy. What are some ways like practical ways on developing a positive mindset? Like I know you mentioned even just the thinking about what you're grateful for as you're walking back from preschool or daycare drop off, you mentioned listening to some positivity tapes, like what are some tools and practices that people can start to incorporate to develop a a positive mindset? Um, there, there's a whole program I'm in the, it's, it's not in the forefront, but it's coming on, on daily success habits and things that we can do to really fill our cup. And I think these things are going to be different for each of us, but I know for myself and for my clients, we really encourage meditation or even just being in quiet. And if you have to get up earlier for get up earlier than people, if you have to do that, find a time where you can just spend five minutes, 15, 20 minutes in quiet by yourself. And that, that place of being quiet, whatever that means to you, I've started to meditate, but at first I couldn't accept the meditation. It was, it was just quiet time, but that will calm your mind down and free you up and free your energy and allow you to really step into a bigger and better 
um, more joyful place. So you, we are so inundated with information out there. We need to calm down in order to see what we actually want in order to start looking at our world through a fresh set of eyes. So that quiet time, that meditation, whatever you want to call it, that is a, a really key practice. And it can be sitting outside and just being quiet. It could be sitting indoors and meditating and closing your eyes, whatever, whatever fits you, you got to do it by yourself and you got to do it for five minutes at minimum. But if you can sneak in 20 minutes, that, that would be a huge practice. Another thing is just throughout your day, giving gratitude, looking at the things and looking for the wonderful moments, looking for what's good, looking for what you appreciate, look, appreciate looking for what you love saying thank you to all the wonderful things you have in your life and just recognizing them. That is so huge. Um, I, I've put together a gratitude guide where I actually have, I believe it's 17 practices that I've put together and, and even variations on them that you can pick and choose from to help bring more of that awareness of what is so good in your life into your life that giving gratitude is huge. And I, that's actually one practice that I, I do with my son. I, I have a gratitude sheet that I came up with and, and when he doesn't want to go to bed, he always comes up to me and he's like, mom, let's give, let's do gratitude. <laughs> it's his, his way of getting another five minutes at night, but it's such a special time. And sometimes in the morning before we go to school, he's like, let's do gratitude. So we pull out the gratitude sheet and um, I hold his hand with the pen cause he can't fully spell yet. And so we write gratitude together and I'm like, what are you grateful for? And he tells me all these things and some of the things he comes up with are incredible. It's, it's so much fun to just give gratitude alongside him and really bring that into his life. Um, journaling is also huge. I think journaling in a, in a really powerful way is something that can tra- absolutely transform Form your life, not necessarily journaling and saying what is going on and flushing out the bad stuff, but really reframing things into a positive light. And I, I know I used to journal and, and write everything terrible going on in my life, and that didn't that reinforced it. But when I started learning better journaling and writing strategies, it transformed everything. So I journal every single day and visualize my life how I want it to be because that keeps me moving forward. That keeps me focusing on where I'm going and every day is going to be different. You're going to course correct, but at least if you know the direction you're headed and you reinforce that every single day, it, it just gives you this energy and it gives you this life. So um, those are those are a handful of things I could go on for days on it. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on again, but we'll definitely share the link to the gratitude journal to the listeners. I think they'll find it so valuable. And yeah, I myself, I need to meditate five. I, like I don't say I need, I really you know feel great when I meditate five to 10 minutes a day. I do a gratitude journal as well. It really sets the tone. So it's creating you know your morning routine, your evening routine, which really can set the tone for your whole day. And I don't you know watch. The 
the news or check my email right when I wake up. So these, these things that don't have to take too long can really influence your mindset. So thank you for sharing those, the meditation, the gratitude. I'm going to start practicing that with Stuart. Sometimes we'll ask him, but we don't have a formal routine. So I love that. Thanks for sharing. And then the, the journaling is really great too. So we'll link to that. Is there anything you wanted to leave the listeners with before we move to the next part of the podcast where we talk about some of our wins and failures? Um, I think just really pat yourself on the back because you are here today. You are listening to this podcast. That means you're looking for something more. You're looking to do something with your life and you're looking to improve it in some capacity. You you are here, you are put on this planet to do wonderful things, to be a wonderful person and to make an impact in the world, whatever that is. And so honor that, honor that for what that is today. Recognize yourself for what you are doing, because I think as moms, it's so easy to focus on what is going wrong and all the chaos and all the craziness out there that we forget about ourselves. We forget to compliment ourselves. We forget to put on lipstick or maybe shower every single day. (laughs) It's so easy to forget those things, especially when you're home more often. And when you have the kids around, it gets busy and it gets crazy. But the things that do happen really, really, really keep recognizing them and emphasizing them because that is the fuel that will keep you going. That's really great advice. So thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people need to be reminded that. So everybody really hear what Larissa just said and take that in. So thank you for sharing. And then we'll go to the next part of the podcast now. I want to know, Larissa, what's your super mom moment? So something really amazing that's happened or that's manifested because of you. A super mom. Oh, okay. So we have a, I felt like a genius the other day. Last night, we decided to make a snowman banana popsicles and we saw it in a newsletter. My husband and I, we saw it in the daycare newsletter and, and they did these crafts with the toddler room, but not the preschool room. And I was just, I was beside myself because I saw these. I was like, wow, these are cool. I should do them. And then my husband mentioned them. He's like, did you see those popsicles, those Santa popsicles? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, they look so cool. And so we went on a mission to go shopping for these Santa Claus popsicle supplies. So we bought bananas, we got strawberries. There's some kind of grun- some kind of cereal that's got a gorilla on it. I, I, we don't buy cereal, but I bought cereal to have a <laughs> hat and little chocolate chips and a carrot for the nose. And we Aww. made we sliced these bananas in half and made the coolest little snowman popsicles these santa popsicles so that was what we we did and my son just his eyes were sparkling it, like we ha- i had fun doing it but looking at my son's eyes just absolutely sparkle because we don't do a lot of crafts together we color we do other activities but crafty things is not something that's uh, one of my strengths yet it's it's coming it's coming <laughs> but his eyes were, had, were just totally lit up i felt like a total super mom and um, it, it was just cool, cool moment. So Amazing. So it was fun uh, for you and for him. So we'll link to that recipe or that. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So thank you for sharing. And it's a healthier, a healthier, 
holiday snack, if you will. So that's awesome. You're doing a great job. And you kind of touched on my super mom moment because you said, I'm not good at crafts yet. So I've been really intentional about language. I know I have a lot more to learn, but saying things in certain ways when we're talking with Stuart. So if he doesn't like a food, he's like, oh, I don't like, um, what was it the other day? He didn't like the radishes. And I said, oh, you don't like radishes yet. So he doesn't think it's like, you know, defining him or if he's having emotions. And I know this is a lot of people are aware of this, but not saying you are sad. You Are you feeling sad? So kind of distancing it from himself. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be really intentional with language. It's challenging because we have our automatic phrases and responses, but I think it's a super mom moment just to start to work on that. So that's, that's my huge. That's so, I'm so proud of you. I, I oh, think thank you. a very powerful thing to be aware of is the language that you use, especially around the little ones because they they soak it all in and this is embedding it's being embedded in their neurology right now mm-hmm. so, so good that you're aware of that we'll need you to come back on and talk about neurolinguistic programming <laughs> Because you're an expert in language. Um, And then I guess we need to admit a mama mess up. So did you want to go first? Was there anything that was like... Why don't you go first? I'm going to miss one. I know there's tons. Oh yeah, if you can't think of one, that's okay too. But I'll share mine. So I took Stuart down to the upper beaches on the weekend. And we did like this huge long trail down to the beach. And I said, oh, we'll be able to play at the Castle Park after for a little bit and then walk back. But I didn't really clue in how long it was going to take because he's a little guy. He's just over three and a half. So it took about 45 minutes just to walk down to the beach. And we didn't have time to go play in the park because it was going to be lunchtime soon. And I knew there was going to be a meltdown if we didn't get back in time. So I had to convince them, okay, we'll come back another time and we'll we'll walk back. And it actually took an hour to walk back. And he, you know, went lied down on the ground a few times and was going to have a meltdown. But it ended up being a positive thing because I turned it into a game. So we played games as we walked along, like guess the dinosaur, guess the bug. So in the end, it was good. But I think I just pushed it a little bit too much and forgot that it can take a lot longer with a toddler to walk somewhere. So that was my mama mess up. But have you thought of one, Larissa, or do we, we can move yeah, on? So yeah, so um, speaking of moods and, and fits and things like that, so on, we're, we're pretty diligent about feeding ourselves and feeding ourselves and our son because we, no one likes to get hangry. And uh, last weekend, for whatever reason, we went out and I, I took some food, but I really, I kind of forgot to feed my son <laughs> from, from, we fed him breakfast, it like happens, a really yeah. good breakfast at nine. And he had a couple little snacks throughout the day. But it was like 3.30 or 4. And he's like, mom, I'm really, really hungry. And he had barely eaten all day. And I, I was really impressed and shocked at the mood he was in at that point. But I just realized, I'm like, how have we not eaten most of the day? And how have I not fed you? And so I, I felt like, wow, this is, this is shocking. Because normally he would have eaten like two extra mini meals in that time. And this is a child who likes to eat. Like when we buy fish, we have to get him just as much fish as we eat because he really, really likes to eat. And so I I felt bad for a moment. And then I'm like, okay, let's get some food in this child. And and things were okay. He was hyper for for about a half hour there. And then things settled down. So, Uh, oops, but he's still around. 
As long as it adds up over the couple days, I guess. Oh, definitely. It's the averages, right? And he was able to verbalize to you. So, and he didn't have a huge meltdown. Yeah, it it could have turned really bad because it could have been bad, but it was, I'm so grateful for him at that moment. Oh, well, yeah, it happens. We get busy, right? We get caught up in our day and we can forget certain things, but you're still doing a great job. Um, And then Larissa, what's your mama must have? What's something that you just can't live without right now? Uh, I have a muse too. So I have, it's a brain sensing headband that I use in meditation and it get, I I use it every morning and it tracks your brain signals. It can track your heart rate. It can track everything, um, your breathing and your body movements. And so for me, that's like my, my personal selfish must have. (laughs) <laughs> love it. I've been wanting to get one. So you might have uh, replanted that seed. Yep. <laughs> and, and being in, in your kind of work, in your line of work, you like data. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to work in the movement field. And so I love data and being able to assess where I'm at so I can, so, so it makes it more experiential. I can put meaning to the feelings I'm having. And so it gives you that data to work with. And so I, I love that because it gives you feedback immediately and you get to catch birds and you feel successful every time the birds come up. because so you're like, whoo, I got more birds. I'm really calm. This is so good. <laughs> and then um, the other thing I would say is just literally doing the gratitude with my son that from a mom at a mom at a child perspective, I would say the gratitude has been the biggest thing because it it's Every time he asks where I laugh and tickle myself inside, I'm just like giggling inside because it's, it's so cute. Aww. And it's also really showing him and instilling some great values because he really understands. And at first he was, I wasn't sure if he got it, uh, but the more we've done it and the older he gets, the more I can really see he's aware of it because we'll be walking down the street and he'll be like, Oh, did this person give me these cars? Someone gave him a treat for Halloween. This our neighbor gave him some cars. He's like, that was so nice of him. Aww. Wow. So he he pulls these other moments out now because he can verbalize it. And so it's it's really great to see because he's he's gaining a different level of appreciation and awareness because of these kinds of practices that we do. And so it makes me happy to to know he's aware of it. I, I didn't know little kids could do that. I guess they can. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm learning a lot from him. I love it. So those are some great mama must-haves, the muse, and then the practicing the gratitude regularly with your son. So thank you for sharing that. Um, mine is, well, when you said a muse, I was thinking of a person, but I was going to, um, my mama must-have is right now my husband, Pete, because I've been, you know, the end of the year, November, December, it was very, a full time of year, I'll call it, because people are using up their benefits. And then I did have a lot of, you know, webinars and seminars that I was holding online. So I've been super busy. So he's been man like he's been manning if you will for a better lack of lack of better word he's been taking over you know what we're having for dinner he loves cooking so he's been doing a lot of the cooking and cleaning and laundry so i'm really grateful for him so he's my mama must have everybody needs a peat <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah that's to the kitchen <laughs> Love it. But oh, we're so glad you were able to join us today, Larissa. How can people find you and how can they follow you? So I'm on Instagram at Larissa McCook. I'm also, I have a private Facebook group called Unleash Your Opulence. 
And I'm sure you could post the links in, in your chat. And in the Facebook group, we tend to run events once a month. We're actually running the South Image Bootcamp right now. And so we, we run events on a regular basis to really get people, give people support and bring them tools in order to better their lives. And it's a beautiful community. It's really, really active. There's a lot going on. And every single week I put on a show, a lunch and learn, where I, I bring you additional tools and resources and things that you can implement in your life that week. So definitely check it out. I am a part of the self-image boot camp again. And after doing it the first time, I've manifested some really great things in my life. It really helps you get intentional and then actually take action on those intentions as well. So I'm listening to her speak again. Um, and she's just, you're just so inspiring, Larissa. So thank you for everything you do and all the work you're doing for supporting us because we need it during this time and, and always. Thank you for joining us today. Connect with us at our website, on Facebook, and on Instagram at Perimenopausal Mamas. We'd love you to subscribe, leave us a review, and a five-star rating if you enjoyed this episode. Please tell your Perimenopausal Mama friends about us too. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Until next week. Bye.